They took that back to the old school and then remixed it. Amen. Be grateful. I want to acknowledge the presence of college students who are here today. I see some of you scattered across the sanctuary. Any and every college student, undergraduate, college, well, grad school too. That No, that's real too. Stand up. Amen. Stand up. Any undergraduate, grads, college student, amen. Good to see you here today. Amen. If you're sitting near them, give them a fist bump. Tell them welcome home. Amen. 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 I'm in this preaching series for the next few weeks. I kicked it off first Sunday. No more confusion, lest we be confused about what it means to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Last week, I was out. This week, I'm back. And I want to call your attention to, I want to read a few verses again which is where I'm going to hang my hat. Go with me to verse 9. The workers who were hired about the 11th hour came and each received a denarius. So when those who came who were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These men who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, friend, I am not being unfair to you. Did you not agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the man who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want to do with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help on this tribal Sunday as you shall pray for and with me from the topic, no more grumbling. No more grumbling. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Give us ears to hear your words in my mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. Among many things, our Savior and Lord, Redeemer, Messiah, Jesus Christ of Nazareth was a phenomenal storyteller. Jesus was not an average, mediocre, run-of-the-mill storyteller, yet Jesus, our Savior and Redeemer, was a phenomenal storyteller. As a storyteller, Jesus told stories that we know as parables that were engaging and encouraging. 
Jesus told stories that were humorous and helpful. Jesus told stories that were informative and inspiring. Jesus told stories that were relevant and reverent. Jesus also told stories that were captivating and challenging. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our Savior, Redeemer, and Lord was a phenomenal storyteller. According to this text that we find in the 20th chapter of the gospel according to Matthew, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Redeemer, tells a story that is both captivating and challenging. On one hand, this story is captivating because it tells us about the dynamic nature and amazing nature of the grace of Almighty God. But on the other hand, this story is challenging because it challenges those of us who are hearers of this story not to grumble. On one hand, this story is about the grace of God that is amazing and phenomenal. But on the other hand, on a more practical nature, this story challenges those of us who are workers in the vineyard not to grumble concerning the grace of God and grumble against our fellow workers in the vineyard. And as men and women who have been blessed and benefited from the grace of Almighty God, we ought not be known for grumbling. Preach Pastor White. And during this season where we celebrate the annual festivities of Thanksgiving, we ought to be known for our gratitude, not being grumblers, belly achers, and complainers. As we read this New Testament story, this New Testament story is challenging because it challenges us not to do something that many of us, all of us rather, not many, all of us find easy to do. If we don't check our minds, tame our tongues, think before we act, react, and respond, we will grumble 24-7, 365. I wish I had some help on this Sunday morning. And as people of God who are benefiting from the grace of Almighty God, we ought not be known for grumbling, but we ought to be known for our gratitude towards Almighty God. Nobody wants to be around a grumbler. Folk may tolerate us, help me preach this, Folk may just look at us and not respond. Folk may just move over and not open their mouths. But if people have their choices like we all do, amen, none of us want to be around grumblers. 
Nobody wants to be around the person who has a problem for every solution. Nobody wants to be around the person who is cussing the sun for shining. Nobody wants to be around the person who is upset that water is wet. Nobody wants to be around the person who is frowning like they've been sucking on lemons all doggone week. If you got time, if you got choices, put me around the person who is upbeat, who is positive, who is celebratory, who comes to praise the Lord, who sees the best in the midst of bad. Can I preach this? Who sees the glass half full, not half empty. Nobody wants to be around a grumbler. And everybody needs to check themselves. Lest we become the people we don't want to be around ourselves. Unless we're careful, we can find ourselves grumbling. If it's too hot, we grumble. If it's too cold, we grumble. If we don't get our way, we grumble. If our team doesn't make it to the celebration bowl, we grumble. If we got to sit somewhere we don't normally sit on Sunday morning, we may grumble. If we got to wear a color that we don't normally wear, if we got to sit with some people we don't know and have to shake hands and smile at people we don't normally sit with or shake hands with, go and preach, Pastor. If we got to move out of our comfort zone, we may grumble. If we don't get our way the way we want our way, how we want our way in this Amazon Prime culture, we might challenges us not to grumble. And everybody needs to hear this word because grumbling has become a regular popular practice. Preach pastor. Yet there's nothing complimentary, nothing holy, nothing sanctified, nothing that God blesses about our grousing, belly-aching, complaining, and grumbling. As we look at this New Testament text, this text challenges us not to become grumblers. How do we avoid the regular practice? Can I preach this? Of becoming grumbling George. Complaining Cassandra. Bellyaching Bettina. Or grumbling Gertrude. This text challenges us, Watch Chapel, lest we become grumblers because this text challenges us to appreciate before we assume. As you read this text, this 
group of people who have worked the longest, 9 o'clock a.m. to 5 o'clock p.m., have agreed to receive one denarius for the day. They signed the paper, had it notarized for eight hours. You're going to receive one denarius for your labor. But when it comes time to cash out at the end of the day and settle up, they are upset and begin to grumble because those who started working at four received the same one denarius they received and they had been working for eight hours. Four, amen, can I preach this? Eight hours for one denarius, one hour for one denarius. They assumed, assumed, assumed they were going to get more because they worked longer. They forgot about the contract they signed, forgot about the public notary from the state of North Carolina who stamped one denarius for eight hours. And because they assumed they were not appreciative for the one denarius they had today that they didn't have yesterday. If we cultivate a heart of appreciation for what God does, and not assume we will avoid the practice of become grumblers. How many of us are disappointed right now based on an assumption? We didn't communicate it. Can I preach this? I'm, I'm going to walk heavy this morning. It was not stated. Amen. They told us, I'm going to take you to Cheesecake Factory, but we wanted Ruth Chris. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. They said, this is what you're going to make. This is what you're going to get. This is what it is. This is what it's going to be. But we had an assumption concerning it was going to be more. It was going to be less. I was going to get a car. I was going to get a ring. I was going to get this. I was going to get that. And we assumed. And with the assumption did not realize into fruition, our mouth is poked out. We sucking lemons. We crying. He ain't that. She ain't this. They ain't that. Because we live life based on assumptions instead of appreciation. Can I bless somebody in here today? Can I challenge somebody to appreciate the one denarius that we had today that we didn't have yesterday? For eight hours, we were meaningfully engaged. We were productive. We were fruitful. With that one denarius, we can order Amazon Prime. We can go to Cheesecake Factory. We can go to Doggone Ruth Chris if we want to. We got to learn as, come here, Hawkins family. We got to learn to be grateful and appreciative for what we have and not be disappointed based on assumptions. Sometimes we live our lives in delusion, USA, and fantasy land based on assumptions that have never been communicated. I thought, I expected, I assumed 
he told you one denarius, $40,000 for the year. If you study, you're going to make the deeds. If you don't, you're going to fail out. Appreciation, not assumption. But not just appreciation versus assumption. We cannot become grumblers if we cease to get caught up in comparisons. Man didn't have a problem with what he was receiving until he looked at what somebody else received. Didn't have a problem with his car until he saw that Tesla pull up in the parking lot. Didn't have a problem with her man until she saw Denzel on the screen. Didn't have a problem with his woman with his or hers or theirs until they looked elsewhere. And if we don't learn to cease getting caught up in comparisons, we will grumble, bellyache, complain, grouse, and murmur day after day, week after week, because comparisons will rob your joy, steal your happiness, create low self-esteem, and make you wonder if God loves you because you don't have what they have. Can I preach this? I dare somebody this today to make up your mind. I'm not going to compare my life to the life of my neighbor, my friend, my brother, my sibling, my sister, my church, my church member. Can I preach this on this Sunday morning? There's some of us who cannot celebrate and be happy with what God is doing for us, in us, around us, because we are comparing ourselves elsewhere. We can't be happy in the life of what God is doing in the life of Watch Chapel because you comparing me to the preacher around the corner, comparing me to Bishop Jakes. You comparing your man or your woman to somebody on a TV screen. You comparing your children to somebody else's children. You comparing your house to somebody 
somebody else's house. Can I preach this and bless somebody on this Sunday morning? You don't know what they are living with behind the scenes. Now, I, now I'm, I'm talking to somebody up in here. I done lived 52 years of my life. You think they got it going on. You think that he fine, but that joker is Freddy Krueger. Can I preach that? That joker look good, drive good, smell good, but when he gets home, that joker is Freddy Krueger, insecure, clipping your wings, telling you what you ain't, calling you everything but a child of God. You better celebrate that brother that loves you, that supports you, that prays for you, that pays the mortgage that comes home. You think she fine. Can I preach this? That joker doggone can't cook, don't look like, can, got makeup from the toe up, from the floor. Can I pre Negative, mean, nasty, can I preach this? Discuss them kids, make the dean's list, don't make them kids no better than your kid. You just ain't tapped into their intellect, their genius yet. I wish you could be like so-and-so's kids. You don't know them kids? Them kids vaping, them kids got all kinds of drama and drama in their house. Mama and daddy cussing mama and daddy out. Don't open my door, don't come in my room. Who paid the mortgage? Wish I had a Tesla. It take you a doggone month to figure out how to get in out of the Tesla. I ain't telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. Rented the Tesla for the weekend. By the time I took the Tesla back to the rental car place, I had figured it out. Had the doggone Tesla four days. Four days getting on my nerves, amen. So guess what I get now? And I'm not, can I preach this? Something I drive every day. Praise God for the Tesla, but I'm thanking God for the Toyota Highlander. up in comparisons, I will stop grumbling. If I stop assuming and become appreciative, I'll stop grumbling. But let me tell you one more thing. If I broaden the boundaries of who can be blessed, and I'll stop grumbling. If I, if I just broaden my boundaries and 
room, me, my, and I are the only people that can be blessed, then, 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 then I'll be all right because sometimes we grumble because we are tribal. If you, if, you, if you ain't in my tribe, and I ain't just talking about the tribe of Dan and Issachar and Zebulon and Naphtali, I'm talking about our other tribes. Tribe of pedigree. Got to be a Jackson to be blessed. Got to be a Matthews to be blessed. I ain't talking about these Matthews here. Got to be a got to be a Washington to be blessed. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. If you don't come from the state of North Carolina, you can't be blessed. If, if you ain't gone to a black school, HBCU, you can't be blessed. If you didn't go to a PWI, you can't be blessed. If you don't sit on this side or live in 27603 or 27610, then you can't be blessed. If you ain't Generation X, then you can't be blessed. If you ain't a boomer or a buster or a millennial, then you can't be blessed. Can I preach this? And their problem is that they only thought that people who were like them could be blessed with more than one denarii. But let me tell you, God, look at the text. The man, the landowner who represents God says, can't I do what I want to do with my money? Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Or are you just envious because I'm generous? Are you just envious because I'm generous? Let me close. I feel like preaching this Sunday morning. Let me help somebody. We got to learn to broaden our boundaries of who can be blessed. That means, let me, can I make it plain? That means God can bless you and your neighbor at the same time. God can bless folk wearing red and folk wearing banana yellow at the same time. Folk can bless folk wearing purple and work wearing green at the same time. God can bless Watch Chapel and Upper Room and Baptist Grove and Juniper Level and Hope Community Church at the same time. God can bless Howard, Hampton, Virginia Union, North Carolina A&T at the same time. North can, God can bless Chapel Hill. God can bless the Wolfpack at the same time. Time. God is big enough. God is good enough. God is bad enough. God is providential enough to bless you and your neighbor. At the same time, can I preach this? Can I bless somebody right now? So my challenge for somebody is stop grumbling. Stop complaining. Stop belly aching. And look at God bless you and your neighbor at the same time. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I said God can love the world all at the same time and bless you and your neighbor at the same time. Can 
I preach this and close the way I want to close. God can bless Africa and Europe at the same time. God can bless Australia and South America at the same time. God can bless Issachar and Dan at the same time. God can bless Judah and Manasseh at the same time. God can bless this side and this side at the same time. God can bless your neighbor and your son and your daughter at the same time. God can bless you and your enemy at the same time. I said God can bless me and you at the same time. Can I close the way I want to close? I need some people who are big enough to light somebody else's candle. Because some of us are so small, are so narrow, that we think if we got a candle, and we can only have the only candle that's lit. But can I close? You can light somebody else's candle, and it doesn't do anything to your candle. Can I bless somebody? So you better thank God that you got a candle, and you can light somebody else's candle, and it won't take nothing away from your candle. Can I get some show enough saints in here to thank God, not for what he's done for you, but for blessing your neighbor? Thank God for blessing your neighbor. Thank God for blessing Baptist Grove. because I'm going to be appreciative and not assume. I'm going to cease getting caught up in comparisons. And I'm going to broaden my boundaries of who can be blessed. Can I say something? We got to learn to be big enough not to be envious of what God does with somebody else. Let me say something. Sometimes we are so envious of what God does for somebody else that we have discounted what God has done for us. We, you look at it, damn, my gosh, You've discounted all that God has done for you. You know how much God has done for you? But you, we can't see it looking at them. They got this, they got that. Well, 
But doggone. I got, I mean, I got some stuff too. I'm blessed too. Somebody this morning, my sister, my brother, no more grumbling. No more grumbling. No more grumbling. Somebody this morning, my sister, my brother, God is calling you to a relationship with him. You're not saved. You don't have a church home. And I want to extend this invitation for you, my sister, my brother, to accept Jesus as your Savior. I want you to accept Jesus as your Savior. Come on down the aisle. If you're not saved, if you're saved but don't have a church family, I want to extend the invitation for you to accept the gift of church family and unite with Watch Chapel. We want to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. We want you to accept Jesus as your Savior. Is there one this morning, my sister, my brother, you are visiting on this Tribal Sunday? We extend the invitation to you to accept Jesus as your Savior. If you're saved but don't have a church home, we want you to unite with Watch Chapel. If I'm talking to you, come on down from wherever you are. Come on, brother. Come on, sister. Ask somebody to your right or to your left, in front of you, behind you. Do you want to accept Jesus today? Do you want to unite with the church today? They're not going to bite you. Just smile at them. You want to join the church today? Just ask somebody. Don't assume. Don't assume. Just because you've been seeing them don't mean they a member. Don't mean that they saved. We got some folk been worshiping. I've been here 17 years. I, I know some folk been here about 15. They ain't joined yet. Yeah, we still waiting on them. Amen. Ain't no shade now. Ain't no shade. Ain't no shade. Ain't nobody hating on you. All right, saints, thank God. Let's give God praise for Tribal Sunday. I want to thank everybody for your great, phenomenal cooperation. Y'all have been fantabulous. Amen. Give yourselves a hand. Amen. Come back tonight, 5 o'clock p.m., Gospel comedian Marcus D. Wiley will be our special guest. Wear your tribal color and rep your tribe. Amen. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. The people of God said amen. 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 Go get some resources right outside. Amen.
got legs to walk. I got a voice to talk. Sing. 